The Scoop Podcast is brought to you by Ostara, the producers of Crystal Green Fertilizer. Don't let your crops get hangry. Put them in control of their nutrient uptake. Learn more at crystalgreen.com. And welcome to the Scoop Podcast. I am editor of the Scoop Margie Eckel Camp. Today we are joined by Dave Swain. He is the owner of Vision Technology Management. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Margie. Appreciate it. So I think I have gotten to know you during all three of these kind of core pillars in your career when it comes to application equipment, ag retail, and technology. So just for folks listening in, give us a brief introduction to you and your career. Uh, well, I grew up on a farm southeast Indiana, uh, graduated, believe it or not, with an ag econ degree from Purdue University, was in retail uh, with the co-op in Ohio for three years, then moved to Terra International and was in southwest Michigan. That's where I got uh, really expanded my uh, experience with a lot of different crops. You know, it wasn't just corn and soybeans. So I really got a chance to be into some very diverse uh, cropping systems. From there, I went to work for AgChem Equipment Company, sold equipment for about two and a half years before I went into their technology business called Soil Tech. So went through the uh, buyout, AgCo buying AgChem, uh, was sales, sales management, and then went into the marketing. I left AgCo in 2013 as North American marketing manager and went to run the precision ag business for Southern States Co-op out of Richmond, Virginia. And from there, moved back to Indiana and went to a startup called Spensa Technologies and was there all of a, of a whopping five months because uh, we got bought out by DTN. So uh, experienced another buyout, always an exciting thing. And then uh, from there, uh, was seeing a lot of different things. I worked for DTN for about four years in sales, but really started looking at a lot of things happening in the marketplace, not just DTN, but as a whole. And even throughout my career of a gap in some things with the technology that I wanted to address. And so that's when I started uh, vision technology management in April of 2022. So that's my next question, Dave. Tell us a little bit about vision technology management, really your consulting business and what opportunities you're advocating for. Well, we look at the technology and the industry probably hasn't done the best job with technology because there's there's been so much oversold, under-delivered uh, in the marketplace, but I don't think it's always been the issue with the sales companies or the products. And the reason I say that is because sales organizations are responsible to sell things, right? Generate revenue. So a salesman sells the product, we train on it, we onboard with customer success, whatever you want to call their support, tech support, all of the things that we should be doing. But then there is a gap that takes place after that. And that's really looking at the implementation of the technology into a business. And so whether it is, we could blame it on the sales organization, but that the salesman or customer success didn't go back to 
make sure that the customer was truly using the product like they should, or it's as much the responsibility of the customer. And I, and I was one of those customers. I was one of those that made these mistakes of not truly making the best use of the product and implementing it as a part of the business, not as an, oh, by the way. Yeah. So that's really the foundation of what I started with. If you could distill it down, Dave, to the the key steps on making sure that you are fundamentally setting yourselves up for success with implementing a new technology, just what are your thoughts there? Really, it's managing the expectations. When we go into anything, we have an expectation. It doesn't matter whether it's business, personal life. We always expect something. The problem is, is there, I've, I went through a training that they talked about the four types of expectations, known and unknown, realistic and unrealistic. And too many times the customer, whether because of the salesman or because they just have an expectation of what's going to happen, they have an unknown, unrealistic expectation of a product or a service. And it's really evaluating what do I want to do? What is the product or the service capable of doing? Making sure that those match up. Building a, a, a business and an action plan around that. And then not be, you, you got to be pretty brutally honest at the end of the at the end of the season, end of the project, whatever that is, is looking at what went right and what went wrong. Answer the questions of why. And then now we make adjustments. Excellent. So we are talking to Dave Swain. He's owner of Vision Technology Management, and we will be right back to our conversation, all things technology, after this message from our sponsor. For today's industry spotlight, we have Chief Technology Officer at Ostara, Aaron Waltz. Aaron, tell us about Crystal Green. Absolutely, Margie. Thank you. Ostara produces a high-efficiency phosphate fertilizer, Crystal Green, with an analysis of 528O with 10% magnesium that allows phosphorus to be available all season long when crops needed. Crystal Green keeps crops satisfied with nutrients phosphorus, magnesium, and nitrogen through critical phases of development throughout the season. We just started a campaign, don't let your crops get hangry. Crystal Green does just that, feeding the crops season long so they don't get hangry. What makes Crystal Green so unique and efficient is the solubility of the fertilizer. Crystal Green is primarily not water soluble. Rather, Crystal Green responds to crop demand by releasing nutrients as plants exude organic acids. It's this unique solubility that allows Crystal Green to feed the crop when crops demand it and dramatically reduces phosphorus nutrient loss due to soil tie-up, runoff, and leaching. It's this solubility difference that lends the efficiency to Crystal Green fertilizer. And Aaron, what do you want every ag retailer to know about Crystal Green? I want every ag retailer to know that Crystal Green is the most efficient phosphate fertilizer on the market, and I don't want any of them to let any of their growers' crops get hangry. So if folks want to learn more about Crystal Green or connect with the team at Ostara, where can they find you? 
Absolutely. They can visit us online at ostara.com or they can email info at ostara.com. Excellent. That is Aaron Waltz. He is the Chief Technology Officer at Ostara. And we're back with Dave Swain. Dave, when you look at technology implementation, what are the differences between what's going on at the farm level and what's going on with ag retailers? I've come to find when I started the business that I was I was going to focus at the grower level and, and, and making sure that retail equipment dealerships, none of those entities thought that I was out to get their business because I'm not. I'm not out to do data management. I'm not out to do product training or anything of the sort. I'm there to work with them to help make everybody more successful. And so, especially at the retail level, which is a big part of my background, is going to them and saying, hey, I know you've got customers that are struggling with their technology, struggling with really making it a part of their daily business. I'd love to help them. So if you have people that you know need help, you know, I would appreciate a, a referral. And a lot of times it's been, I'm not sure about how our customers would look at this, but we need your help. And so I'm, I'm, I've, I've expanded that into that agribusiness level of working with them and helping develop those plans. So if you could pull from some of your experience, maybe just an example of when you went in looked at an existing toolbox that an ag retailer or client had assembled and were able to really help them see an overlooked opportunity? I, I think it's really looking at, again, making it a part of that daily business. More times than not, and especially at a retail level, but at all levels. I mean, it doesn't matter, again, whether it's retail, equipment, or at the grower level. Technology still seems to be that, oh, by the way. You know, I'll use the example I always use uh, from some guys that I used to call on. They were like, I want our salespeople to go out and I want them to go from, Mr. Farmer, I have, I, we have seed, fertilizer, and chemicals. And oh, by the way, we have the GPS stuff, right? He goes, I want them to get to the point of saying, Mr. Farmer, I have seed, fertilizer, and chemicals, and here are the tools we're going to use to better manage them. And that's that's that chasm that we haven't necessarily crossed yet, is to, that it is, it's not a, oh yeah, I have to remember to do this. It is, this is the way we do business. This is how we manage it. This is how we make the best use of our resources using the technology to do it. So you know that often ag retail talks about the difference between products and services. Where does technology fit or is it both? It should be both. It really should be. And even at the equipment dealerships as well, it should be both. Because in today's world, because not just because of all of the things we think about when we think ag technology, we're still in that very uh, precision ag, to use the old phrase, 
of, you know, whatever. It should really be, um, how are we managing to new products, the new technologies that are coming, but also what about the programs and the opportunities we have in the industry because data collection, data management, and I'm not talking about soil samples and yield maps. I'm talking about how are we managing our operation? Because guess what? That's exactly what carbon programs look at. What are you doing? How are you doing it? And we can automate a lot of those things so that a lot of what people are afraid of, of record keeping to be in a regenerative type of program or in a carbon program, for lack of better terms, they're afraid of all the record keeping they have to take and do it manually. We can probably automate a lot of that. So you talk a little bit about the future new technologies that are coming. What are you watching? What are you most excited about? Two things, really. One is the regenerative side, um, really getting back to old practices. I laugh at cover crops and organic fertilizers and all of the things that we've always, you know, that are the, the new things. Um, farm I grew up on in Southeast Indiana, guess what? We did a lot of those things back then. I grew up on a hog farm. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot of commercial fertilizer. It was it was pretty much, I was the fertilizer spreader. Um, I was the youngest of six boys. So guess what? I got that job. Um, but also we did cover crops. Dad, we had a hog farm, but we still had always had 30 acres of alfalfa. And if you if I look back at where dad actually placed that alfalfa, it was in trouble places. It was in places where we needed to break up hard pan. It was in places that needed to have a rest from the 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 row crop cycle. Yeah. So that was one regenerative. What was the second? Autonomy. Autonomy. I think there's a lot of things that are going to be interesting as we move forward. Um, and we're seeing some of it today, but I think it's going to become a bigger scale is not just economy, but moving it into swarms. And, and because labor is an issue, we all know labor is an issue. But if we can start looking at placing two, three, maybe four people into a centralized location when we're out working a farm, I'll call it, we're going to go out and service this customer, but we're going to do multiple things. Or a farmer is going to go out and, you know, the home farm is where we're going to work this this week. And we have swarms that are going to be doing planting, spraying, scouting, all of the different things. And there's going to be multiple units in the field to accomplish that. You just need something, you know, again, two, three, four people in one centralized location that as it as a planter empties, it goes back to the central location, they fill it up, it goes back out or replace a battery or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, you know, and seeing that, I mean, I'm a perfect example. I'm 10 miles from the Purdue campus and Starship, the delivery bots on campus that deliver food. That's the same technology that we will be using. And that's going through traffic 
foot traffic, you know, vehicle traffic, everything, all of the buildings. I mean, it's it's crazy to watch them, but that's the same technology that we'll be putting in the field. Yeah. So as you have launched this consulting business in the last year and a half, you've gone in, gotten integrated with the teams, you've gotten to get some perspective that maybe you didn't have exactly before, but what, what myth would you bust from your experience so far in working in the industry in this capacity? Well, it's it's kind of my my personal standing joke of when I started this. Well, and it's been for a number of years. I don't like business consultants, and now I am one. So there's, I mean, it's kind of odd because, in fact, I was talking with a, a prospect, and I said the key thing to what I do is when you, we build an action plan, it is a shared action plan. And what I mean by that is, is I don't come in like a tip, typical business consultant, do the analysis, do the recommendation, and the recommendation over, take my check and go. And I said, you know, I told this prospect who I knew, and I said, what would be the difference if I did that? What would be the difference before and, and after doing that? And he kind of sat and looked at me. I said, my paycheck. Because you're no more motivated to make the changes after I've been there as you were before. Actually implement it and do the things that need to be done. I've seen it happen too many times. So I'm going to be there to help really almost look at being accountability partners with them. Helping them manage through that. Falls uh, at the whirlwind of the day hits. Someday it's a whirlwind. Some days it's a hurricane. But making sure that even in the hurricane of the daily business, I'm there to say, okay, you said you wanted to make these changes. Let's make sure we keep focused on making these changes because that becomes the new normal that you're wanting to get to to make improvements in your operation, whether it's efficiencies or or whatever you're looking for. Excellent. So Dave, I like to wrap up all of the interviews on the podcast with kind of three more lightning round questions. Okay. okay. So the first one is what is the most used app on your phone? Hmm. I'd still say it's probably the weather app. Awesome. Still, I'm still watching the weather. What is one technology in agriculture that you think had the most interesting fate or outcome in how it hit the industry? Oh, probably the climate corp. You know, the that type of product, I think it was before its time. And it's, it's I mean, look at it today. It's probably been one of the most impactful products that has hit the marketplace and still is, is pushing forward. Dave, what's one prediction for the year ahead? I think we'll see a big leap in, in automation. Uh, I, we're starting to see it now. Excellent. So Dave, how can folks find you online on social media if they're looking to connect? Um, well, uh, there's a, a few avenues to look at. My website is visiontech, T-E-C-H, management, com. So visiontechmanagement.com. Uh, and I'm on LinkedIn, whether it is my personal or whether it is vision tech 
management uh, LinkedIn page, Facebook, same thing. And uh, actually have started a podcast series uh, in conjunction with a friend of mine, and that is Vision Tech Perspectives. And we're we're on a lot of the of the platforms, so uh, YouTube, Rumble, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of those. So uh, there's a lot of ways you can uh, see what we're doing and uh, see how we're moving forward. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate the time as well, Margie. Appreciate the invitation. Excellent. So listeners, thank you for joining us. If you are listening to this podcast on one of our websites, be sure to find us on your favorite podcast player of choice. Go ahead and hit follow or subscribe. We'd also welcome a five-star review. And until we are back on the podcast together, I wish everybody a safe and productive season. There's nothing worse than being hangry. You're irritable, starving, and not pleasant to be around. A trip to the fridge can usually solve it for you. But what happens when your crops get hangry? With Crystal Green, you don't have to find out. Crystal Green is a granular fertilizer that releases phosphorus, nitrogen, and magnesium based on crop demand. This on-demand access helps maximize yield and eliminates the concern of nutrient loss to soil tie-up, runoff, and leaching. Don't let your crops get hangry. Visit crystalgreen.com to learn more.